0: B-T. <laughs> that's right.
1: Oh, that's funny. Uh, welcome, everybody, at Swing Thoughts. We're just laughing because we had to start over again. And our guest just made me laugh. Yeah. We got a mulligan on the first tee. The dark, that's right. Is there anything? I don't know. Sometimes when you take the breakfast ball, you know, you do it sheepishly but gratefully, like a lot of things in golf. You know, uh, Welcome, it's uh, Swing Thoughts. I'm Humble Howard from the Humble and Fred Show. Golf spiritual leader along with my podcast partner and very dear friend, uh, Coach Tim O'Connor. Oconnorgolf.ca for many years, he and I have been convening with you, talking over golf stuff. Mainly the mental side of the game, but you know, we try and keep you up to date with all the uh, goings on. I don't know. Have we recorded a show, Timmy, since uh, Tiger's accident? Nope. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit of Tiger later uh, and bring you up to date on uh, what we know. Always, we'll uh, discuss some uh, things that Tim and I are ruminating around the mental side. But uh, as always, this program is baked uh, and brought to you by Made Golf. Man, are we lucky. So lucky to have access to the best equipment. That is made today And with us today Is the product line manager From Made Canada Jamie Dees got a cool name man It's like Hey it's Jamie Dees What's up Jamie?
0: So hey I, I actually uh, I, I Went through for uh, radio and television back Did today. you really? See how, you see, yeah I did you see how that wound up right?
1: Well it's, uh, <laughs> if I had started off And my name was Jamie Dees I'd never become Humble Howard
0: uh, it's you know face for radio is my issue. All the no, listen, along. man. If I,
1: I, if I had a if I had a another yard for every time somebody said that to me, I'd be hitting at three seventy five. No. Um, Tim, you just had uh, the uh, the good fortune, as I did last week, of being fitted by uh, our friends at the lab, the uh, made Lab. So I guess we should start with that, Jamie. First of all, thanks for doing this. Thanks for being our sponsor. And I've had a chance, as Tim has, to see some new equipment. It's amazing. But let's just talk at the beginning. How important is the is the fitting to the process for new clubs for a golfer?
0: It's incredibly important, and it's incredibly important for golfers of all skill levels. And I think that is is really one of the things that we need to focus on uh, because there there are a lot of players that are out there who are maybe just you know the recreational players, the warrior and they probably feel like you know I'm not good enough I'm not good enough to be fit um I'm not consistent enough uh, but I remember you know I I've, I've been in the industry for a long time. um I, I started uh, at a little little mom and pop shop back in you know uh, around the early 90s and uh so I've seen seen a lot of things come and go and the one thing that you know I try to pick up different things from different people as you go through the years and uh, one of the, the teaching professionals that I worked with, he said, "Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to make your best shots or your most uh, your most common and consistent shots as good as they can be. It's consistent on some level. Who is a who's a you know, golfer? And really, what we're trying to do is max. And I think you know, I don't get to play enough. I don't practice a ton. I get around and doing all these kind of things. But I remember I got fit." walked in and if i was buying a product off the shelf i would have purchased a certain driver and a certain set of irons but when i walked out i ended up with a different driver that was getting me about another 15 yards and another set of irons that was another half club longer so i was hitting you know so the uh the person who fit me basically said you would have hit driver seven iron and missed the green right now you're gonna hit driver nine iron and you're a degree upright so you're you know uh so you're gonna be significantly Right. significantly more consistent you're going to hit it farther you're going to hit straight and you're really just going to enjoy the game more so i think it's really crucial a lot of those again those those kind of recreational players think that is just for the better player and mm-hmm. it obviously is for them and they understand it but for that real recreational player i think it's important just it doesn't have to be every year for uh, certainly but but I think once in a while, every, every few years you go and, and, uh, and you go get custom fit, and make sure your, your, uh, your specs are all right, see if the new technology will help you.
2: All right. Uh, Jamie, one thing, um, the technology it can let us down sometimes, the Zoom call. We're hearing most of what you say, but there's a little dropout from time to time. There's a thing in your top left corner that's the, uh, not sure if you see it, it says turn on original sound. If you see that, you see that. Click on it, and maybe maybe it'll just make it a little bit better.
1: Well, I, I think I, actually, my my uh, I think that's right. But the other thing, Jamie, is that microphone that you're using is on your earbuds, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just when you so, move your head, it kind of clicks in and out. So just try uh, and keep it a little more consistent. I'll keep it away. And, and I just want to ask or sort of jump in on what you said about the average player doesn't think they're good enough to be fit. But you said something that even a, a 20 handicapper or an 18 handicapper doesn't really consider. And that is the lies and lofts being mm-hmm. upright or not. Because, you know, you've got a product guy here from TaylorMade. Of course, he wants you to buy clubs every year. But the reason you want to be fit isn't so that you get the latest driver. It's so that the clubs fit your swing, whatever, wherever you are in that process. And and I think Timmy, that that's something I don't know that a lot of higher handicappers would even consider. When, what did you want to say?
2: Well, I think that it's the thing about fitting is there is a as Jamie was saying. There's a a natural thinking. Well, I'm not good enough for this. Wow, it's all about having the right tools. For, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. If you're, and and like I went to um, regular shafts of my errands a couple of years ago. Yes, I reached the uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the regular shaft ears. Yeah, I know, I know.
2: What's the? I, my initial reaction was, uh, Mr. O'Connor, would you consider regular shafts? I thought, oh, the apocalypse has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> the geezer
1: apocalypse is here. It is, you know. Next thing, it's like incontinence and dentures. Uh, but it's been okay since. But <laughs> yeah, Jamie, you don't need to be part of that conversation. It's fine. Yeah, we yeah. don't expect uh, you to have I'm a solution.
2: But uh, going uh, to I'm regular, sure. I, going to regular shafts of my irons just made. I start hitting the ball better. My dispersion
1: was a little bit tighter. It was sure just made. It made for more fun. And and and, and whether you're a, a good player, an elite player. Um, what Jamie was also saying like you might go into a tailor-made fitting and come out with a set of clubs that you didn't expect right Jamie because you know not everyone needs a four iron anymore maybe you want to have some hybrids and and so the overall fitting is is so that the clubs fit you and that the set you're getting fits your game maybe you want to talk a little bit about some of the things that tailor-made does some of the new uh because I saw some hybrids there the other day that are, you know, I, I can see one day replacing my four iron. I like my four iron, but that four hybrid, man, that is a much easier yeah. club to hit.
0: Well, certainly. And, and I mean, a, I mean, the hybrids have been around now for five years and, and people have got used to using them. But one of the things that, that personally that I see, um, because again, you know, I think, the fitting center that we have there deals with a lot of really
1: better- jamie do me a favor just hold the thing up to your mouth because we're literally yeah, every yeah. yeah every other word seems to be cutting out Here you know what it be, you know what would be good just use your computer audio okay. just do yeah
0: that. is that better
1: that's perfect actually i think because right. here's the thing yep. the last thing we need is nick or bradley to say hey it was great having jamie on the show but I- yeah. what the fuck <laughs> So, we would be remiss as fitters, broadcast fitters, if we didn't get your audio. So, please continue. Perfect.
0: Yeah, you bet. Um, so I think one of the things is that the people that I normally deal with, the people that the uh, the fitters in the lab deal with, there are a lot of really competitive players out there. Uh, you know, the people, my friends, the people I surround myself with are, are not as competitive. And I think one of the things we see in, in that space is people have, on the, on the top end of the bag, fairways and red. Uh, rescues, which are what we call it, uh, in tailor-made, tailor-made terminology. And long, people have four or five clubs that all do the same thing. So a huge part of that fitting process is gapping, getting that spacing in the top end of the bag, not just for performance, but for the, for the mental. You don't want to be standing over a 200-yard shot second-guessing the club that you have in your hand. Right. Um, so, really, getting that gapping is a big part of the process as well on both ends, uh, from the top end and, and in your wedges. So, making sure that that gapping is consistent, so that when you stand over a shot, you're confident in the club that you choose when you pull pull it back.
2: Yeah, I'll give you a great example of how a fitter can help help you with your game, not just in you know, just the tools, but. Um options for for your game and so I I got fit by Dean uh, shoot what the, what's what's Dean's last name
0: uh, I'm on the, the spot myself. yeah I'm drawing I'm a blank now too and we'll come back to that
2: Dean a wonderful young guy thank you Dean um, so I was getting fitted for a uh, three wood and he said hey why don't you consider a four wood and it just it gave me some options because my miss sometimes is a is a shot to the left But with that forward, I hit it less, uh, less times to that. So now I have an option Mm -hmm. depending on the course I play, could go with the three wood or the four wood, and that came from the
1: fitting experience. I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. So it was a really cool experience. Well, and that's kind of what um, Jamie's talking about in terms of setting up your set. It's not just, you know, buying, you know, a suit that fits your, you know, inseam. It's also buying the right suit for where you're at. Do you recommend uh, some of the guys listening maybe go to a hybrid for their four iron now?
0: Yeah, hybrid, yeah. Again, hybrids and, and higher lofted fairways too. I mean, like Dustin Johnson carries a seven wood now.
1: I know it's awesome.
0: You want you want to talk about the old? Forget the reg shaft. The seven. <laughs> that's, that's right. The ultimate. Remember old how AI people experience. used to?
1: Yeah, I was, was going to say that. Remember when right? people used to make fun? Oh, you've got a seven wood. Really? Are you yeah.
0: retiring?
1: And then you see Dustin Johnson hits it about two sixty.
0: Yeah. So I mean, there, it's it's a mix of, of whether it's a hybrid or uh, or a higher lofted fairway as well. But one of the questions that I ask is. Not just what's the longest iron in your current setup. What's the longest iron you actually hit well? Right. Tons of people carry three irons and four irons and five irons and cannot hit them. They get it off the ground, or um, some of the other things you find is is sometimes your lie angles change throughout the set. It might be a little bit flatter with one club or a little more upright. Really. So they can't. They, they can't necessarily. The players that come in can't necessarily hit the longest clubs in their bag, and so it's about. Eliminating all of those.
1: That's a great question, yeah, by read. the way. I've never heard it put like that, but that's perfect. What's the longest iron you hit well? And you know, it's funny because to a lot of players, the. the I was going to say my eight iron. But, <laughs> I was going to say, know? wait, I was going. I, I was going for a lot of players, it's their seven iron. It's true, though. Like, I've yes. played with a lot of guys over the years who like and all of us wear our seven irons out on the range because that's the funnest one to hit you know that goes the longest that also goes on the highest but that's a great question to ask and so for most players some, sometimes that starts at their five and six iron mm-hmm. but i think Absolutely. mentally for guys it's tough getting their heads around the fact that they've got a, a four hybrid a five hybrid
0: yeah and, and in some cases too depending on the performance of each club you you may not even have to carry either right you may not have to have a you may not carry uh you may go from a three hybrid to a four, and that's the correct gapping depending on the performance
1: you know so, i uh, i got to interrupt you because you know we've been l- looking so forward to having you on and for some reason you know just swing thoughts luck or not but your connection literally is interrupting every fifth or sixth word you say so do me a favor can you sign out and sign back in this is just yeah. like a round of golf it doesn't always go smoothly because I want to make sure that the last five or six minutes of your appearance with us which again we've been excited to have you I just want to, I just' don't want it to sound like shit so just sign out and sign back in yeah. and uh, Tim and I'll just kill some time while you uh, while you do that I'll try
0: it from my phone maybe too I'll... okay man yeah.
1: okay. Right. thanks man you know he that's something I've never never heard put so well, which is you know what is the iron you start to hit? consistently well and I'm going to be honest with you I still like my 4 iron I hit it very you know pretty decently I would say um, off the fairway or rough but I really like it sometimes off a T for par 3 long you know because I still play some par 3's that are in the 200 range mm-hmm. but that's an interesting question because I know sometimes now I go to get my 4 iron off the ground and I'm like you know better be a pretty good lie exactly yep yeah, I took
2: the four iron. See, I'm a couple years older than you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh really? <laughs> so so yeah. The next birthday is the. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me one? Um, <laughs> who? I took the four iron out. Uh, I think a couple years ago, and so the five iron is is mine. And and uh, so it probably won't be. Who knows that long till the five of iron comes out but I'm okay with it you know
1: <laughs> yeah that'll be a fun day huh oh yeah I have a one wood three wood <laughs> hybrid hybrid four hybrid five is he uh trying to get back in yet uh, I haven't seen him yet oh um, man I was such a that was such a drag because he was saying such great stuff but the, it was so intermittent yeah I know well this uh, there are some still some uh
2: just to fill in this uh, virtual world we're in. It can isn't you, always. Can perfect. you hear the music? I can. Yeah, and I'm isn't just that great? trying to just. You know, I'm just trying to not hear
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're uh, you're the same age as uh, my middle brother Steve and my uh, brother from another mother, Freddie P. Except Freddie P. is about to turn sixty five. Oh, well that's a different deal. That's oh, a yeah. different deal. That's a whole other world, my friend. See, so
2: there's some sentimentality with 64. 65 is wow, that's when like th- the guys at the loading dock said, "Bye. <laughs> Hope you catch to fish." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, speak- uh, this is uh, we're recording this on uh, Friday, March 5th for you people that are maybe catching up later. And uh, today it was announced that uh, Wayne Gretzky's dad passed away. Yeah interesting how the uh reaction has been to that i've seen it on uh social media and talking about you know canada's ultimate hockey dad i thought that was interesting you know we all live vicariously through uh walter gretzky and the way he handled wayne there's uh, jamie how you, let's see if it works better jamie
0: are we back or is this any better Guessing.
1: So far, so far, so far it sounds so
0: good. good. Yeah, we were I just talking. See
1: you did go through that uh, that training for radio earlier. in That's your life. right. <laughs> we we're, were just talking about the what you said about the the best club you hit in your bag, the best iron you hit, and you know, I guess as you get older, you have to sort of kind of go. Okay, I'm going to get maybe softer shafts. I'm going to get more loft, and you know, that's a great thing about this game. You know, I just got fit last week at 61. You know, I'm hitting my six iron similar distance. As I would, in, as I was in my late thirties, which is technology. So, Jamie, let's ask that question: What are the technological improvements, and why should somebody get this year's, you know, Sim Two? And what and what are some of the things that you guys have done to to make those things, you know, kind of available to us to, to have the distance as we age that we used to have?
0: Yeah, so from an iron perspective. Um, basically, creating a game improvement iron with a hollow body, so uh, creating a lot more speed in the face, more forgiveness, um, just making it, making again again the game easier to play. So you get since that you may have been lacking. Um, if you've got a club that's a few years old. Sound and feels really improved as well this year. With uh, again this, this hollow body construction, um, we, we've created what's called a cap and and put some dampening you know right behind the face and what that does, it helps keeps ball speed but it also creates a better sound so it sounds like you're playing a, a forged club mm-hmm. all the benefits of a game improvement club but that's an iron story and you know i have a friend that came in he wasn't sure he wanted to get fit he had um clubs that are 10 years old and same same story for you he's hitting them higher uh He's getting longer, just making the game more enjoyable. From, from a metalwood perspective, from a driver, let's say, uh, the whole idea is just really to make the overall pack. So the club's a little more aerodynamic this year. Um, and we've also got this this uh, milled, the big blue ring, the, uh, uh, the forged aluminum ring. What that does allows us to move a lot of weight around to make more players. Uh, so, so what that does allows us to move more weight back. Make the club more forgiving. Again, creating a sleeker profile allows you to swing it faster. So, if you're swinging it faster, the ball's going to travel faster. And you make it more forgiving, the ball's going to travel And it's really what it's all about is trying to create better enjoyment for the game for all players, not not just the better players, uh, but the recreational ones as well. So, so from a mental so perspective, really creating the overall story. Sure. It's more accurate, faster, and, and more forgiving somebody wants to hit it straight too. you want to be on the shorter grass
2: jamie the uh, i've been using the spider x putter uh last year and I, i'm going to i'm going to stick with that for this year but i love what you've done to take it to the next level with the spider ex why don't you just talk a little bit about how um particularly this new putter helps folks with uh, alignment and ball position uh,
0: yeah there's a Couple the simple story from an alignment perspective is uh, the large white line on a true path alignment path uh, simply makes it easier to take your eye from the putter to the ball to the hole. The difference this year is we've extended that alignment line so that it matches the size of. So there's there's sort of a subconscious element. Why don't we talk about you know you talk about the mental part of the game a lot? Uh, there's a subconscious element that basically you know you go to your home. Mm-hmm. It's Right, it's from the the line from the ball to the hole uh, creates a, a little better alignment, and then from a pure performance standpoint, we've we've improved, made a little bit firmer uh, the end. so there's a little better feel, and we've also created a little better feel in the shaft. So it's called the fluted feel shaft, which uh, which allows for a little more stability, but it also allows you to kind of release the putter head a little bit more on the long putts, give you a little bit better feel.
1: You know, Jamie, um, I've had a the, again, we've been so lucky to have access to you guys, and that's all I can say. We really are, are grateful uh, not only to have your support, but to have access to the the things that you know you guys offer to people, You know, the fitting. The putter fitting, though, I've only done it a couple of times. Again, last week I got fit for a new putter, and it's interesting. You think, oh, wow, they're all the same if you just like the way they look. But what I found with Ryan, whose name I can't remember, his last
0: name. Uh, <laughs> so, Ryan Moore? and then it was it was it's dean kanofsky sorry okay thanks for rescuing the guys over 60 yeah, Thank I you. Love that. Here's funny yeah, where did is- we
2: eat yesterday i can't
1: remember <laughs> yeah. no but the money is when you were talking about you couldn't remember your guy's last name i'm like jesus i hope it's not a test for my guy's last name yeah. <laughs> so ryan he fit me for the putter and what i found again i'm always amazed that Just a little adjustment in the loft of the putter, the way it lies. And all of a sudden, I don't get too geeky here, but the skidding, the the initial skid of the putt was lessened or increased just by a couple of small adjustments. So if you're a 15 handicap, it doesn't matter if you could roll it a little bit better exponentially throughout the round and through your year, etc., you know, you will feel better. And I think you made a good point too, Jamie. Psychologically, knowing that it's right for you, the same way a nice suit would fit, you just feel better.
0: Yeah, I think the forward roll piece is one of the analogies that people use. There's always the imperfections in the green. If a ball's got a lot of forward roll, think about a tire climbing over an imperfection. If it Skidding, it is it's always bouncing side to side over the imperfection. If it's got a lot of forward roll, it's gonna roll straight even That's over something
1: bumpy, goal. it will climb over yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, so it's more likely to stay online. And putter fitting is it is massively because it's not as fun. Yeah. When you're you're smashing the ball and you're hitting it a mile, you know. Um, but it's the one that can clearly save you the save you the most strokes and save you the most headache and are so many people out there who don't know if they should be using uh, a blade putter, a mallet putter, uh, one that's face balanced, one with a lot of toe hang, length. Length is a basic one. Length and lie, so basic in terms yeah. of, of putter fitting. Uh, and they can really get you, you know, fitters can really get you into a good space in terms of, of the, the live putter that you need. Because you want to make sure that your contact as, as squarely as possible and as, as best as possible
2: to help you. Uh, putter uh, length is huge. And I think a lot of people don't understand how important it is. I think the majority of people I play with have a putter shaft that's too long for them. I agree. They end up gripping down near the base of the grip, and so they're not even able to take advantage of the new technology with the wider grips now. But also, it just feels better, and that's the key thing about fitting, is even on an uh, unconscious level, if I feel better, the club doesn't feel so say heavy or it's not fighting me. the game just feels it's just easier to play and it just feels better. That's, that's all I got on that one.
0: Well, length of putter too, you know the, the longer the putter, the more you stand up, the further your eye gets from from the target line. Uh, yeah it's, it's something that is it's, such, it's, it's an easy fix to, yeah. um, to make just sure your, that you're getting
1: it Jamie uh, just before we let you go product line manager do you have a couple of words to say about the product line that are the TP5 TP5X what are some of the uh, I, I know golf balls are a very hot topic right now in terms of mm-hmm. distance but while we're all playing you know these distance balls you know what what are your thoughts about that and what should the, what should the average player be playing
0: so TP5 um, the simple takeaway for us uh, when you talk to our product creation team in Carlsbad who are amazing people they basically just say we make a five layer tour ball which no one else does and you can do more with five than you can do with your four just like you can do more with an eight cylinder car than you can with a four it's, it's really that simple the more layers you have the more you can tweak the, the, the construction and the performance of the ball uh, this year there's, we've improved the, the aerodynamic quality, so travel further at its apex, and it's falling a little bit more as well. So you're going to get you're going to see some more out of it. Um, really, you know, it's a ball that would fit anywhere, right? Uh, it's a tour, it's a tour quality ball. This is what and DJ and all these guys use. Um, a ball that performs well for anyone. But we also make uh, another ball called Tour Response, which has a year. Still gets the same sort of spin rates around the green, a little more affordable though. So, you know, as far as a real performance, a tour caliber ball goes, one that's a little more budget conscious called Tours, and then we have the best performing, you know, the, it's the hottest tour ball in the market in TP5, uh, and we in, in a number of different configurations, white, yellow. We have this Pix design now that you see Ricky Fowler, Matt Wolf use. Um, so there's there's something for everyone in that space.
2: Well, listen, um, even if you and, and if you're an NBA fan, you can get a TP5 yep. <laughs> Picks ball.
0: With, logo,
2: yeah. Yeah, with uh, with yeah, with Raptors or whoever you like. So, uh if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, uh maybe will there be a commemorative Leaf uh, one? I don't know. I guess it depends on No, you know
1: what? Leaf I'll tell you what Leaf fans will do, Jamie. They'll just they'll make their own logos on the ball if they win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> We'll cross separate when you get to. No, exactly. Listen, thank you so much for your time this morning. I'm sorry about the audio thing, but you know what? It's like the last year, everyone has been on so many of these calls. Sometimes the audio is intermittent. It's not your it fault. Happens. Thank you, my friend, and uh, all the best to Nick and uh, Bradley. And uh, we certainly appreciate uh, all you guys have done. And won't, this won't be the last time we talk to you, I hope. Yeah.
0: My Absolutely. pleasure. We'll do it again. We'll do it when I'm uh, doing it in person at some point. Uh, we'd
1: love that. Exactly. All right. There's uh, Jamie Dees, the product line manager of Made Canada. Just let yourself out. We'll uh, continue this. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't going to get a new putter, but because I ha- I like my putter from last year. I have a spider. But uh, what I, you know the difference. Well, the what difference made, is these the three t- dots. No, <laughs> they're cool i know it's a weird thing but it's just what he said there's just like a a, an alignment confidence or whatever but i was rolling putts with ryan moore i guess that's his name um and because i didn't spend a whole lot of time swinging because i I mean, my shoulders are starting to actually i'm starting to feel a little bit better but i didn't want to push it so i took some swings you know not super hard and then i because i wanted to concentrate on uh on a new putter and it's fascinating what they can do to get the ball as he said what a great analogy about a tire rolling end over end will be less prone to interruption and i guess that's why you want the the ball to roll end over end as quickly as possible
2: yeah that's i hadn't heard that before that's that's very very cool i stuck with my spider x because last year
1: i putted It was one of the best seasons of putting I've ever had. and so I ain't messing with this. (laughs) That's great. I I like having an option because, you know, there was a point in the season last year and I putted decent, like, okay. I certainly didn't. You know what I did really well last year for me is I cut down on the number of three putts. Mm. I don't think I sank a lot. You know, one of my uh, things I'm trying to work on is I didn't make as many birdies as I would like to, but I didn't three putt as much as I had. So it kind of, my scores lowered. It's what Scott Fawcett said about, you know, it's not so much the birdies you make, it's the penalty strokes and the three putts you avoid. Exactly. But I like to have another putter just so your main putter knows that there's an option should it misbehave <laughs> exactly
2: you don't behave right you're going right. To
1: the penalty box that's right i was going to tell you so i the, i used a putter <clears throat> i used a putter in june uh, when i uh, won a glum championship and i'm sorry i'm dead and then i <laughs> like a week later i put it away and i used another putter for a few weeks just to show that putter that it wasn't everything it thought it was exactly no they've, they've got to know their place that's there's right. a consequence if things don't work out yep that's like when your girlfriend or wife says to you what do you need another putter for oh stop it you know that's the kind of when they ask those questions oh, oh you could say why do you need another pair of shoes no what i say is why are there so many pillows on our bed <laughs> why, why why do we have so many other pillows and then every night we take them off and every morning we put them back on why do we do that
2: that's a mystery. That's that's up there with politics and religion. It's just that stuff uh, you just can't solve. It's just it's just out
1: there. It's a it's a, it's total conundrum. Yeah, and she doesn't like the way I make the bed. I know. I just don't. I don't because I don't do the foldy thing. I don't fold the thing over and make it look, you know, uniform. Symmetry. Symmetry yeah. is very important in bed making. Okay, you got to go uh, at the uh, in about twenty two minutes. So that's right. Um, important topics to get through well you know i've been very uh the last couple of days our guest last week or a couple of weeks ago kent osborne who i i i met on twitter i've been uh going back and forth with him and a cool. few and a few golf guys including our buddy scott fawcett Oh cool So Scott Fawcett and I have been kind of On this Twitter uh, Sort of string or thread Because somebody asked a question Kent weighed in I weighed in And then Scott Fawcett weighed in And it's all about You know a lot of the stuff That you and I have talked a lot about Which is controlling Because I'm just trying to get to the, uh, the How it all started But controlling the things you can control or managing expectations. So I, I, at one point I, was, I wrote, I said, outcomes and results are hard to manage because they're unpredictable. Totally. You know, you, you, I'm sure you work with a lot of your clients. You know, This is a Doolin thing as well about, you know, what can I go to the golf course? Well, you—you you, one of the things I control, you, you help me with, which is you can control hydration and nutrition. Seems simple, (laughs) you know, but it, but it, and, and you as a coach of young golf, uh, guys at at Guelph makes a huge difference because, as we all know, nutrition from being hangry, speaking of women, (laughs) from being hangry, we're getting in trouble here. We're going to get letters. I don't care. It's true, though. Listen, (laughs) I don't know about Sandy, but every afternoon between around, I don't know. Four thirty and six, four five and six. There's a level. Sometimes the temperature drops in the house. <laughs> you know, isn't That's that what a- Chardonnay's for? <laughs> That's, ex- <laughs> That's exactly it. I always said, "Honey, can I get you a little drink now, just to take some <laughs> yeah. of the edge, the pre-dinner edge off?" That's right, my friend Chardonnay. That's really funny. She likes these uh, like white claw types of drinks, and so I always say, "Let me make you a drink," which is really just opening a can. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> and putting ice I in love a the glass. fact is I love the fact there's wine called bodacious. Yeah. <laughs> That's just. Oh, just so those. So, a part of the string was. So, the outcomes and yeah. results are hard to manage. Effort, preparation, hydration, attitude, and attention can all be managed more consistently, which leads to better experiences, no matter what the score is. Because I know that when I quit drinking, it had a very. More powerful than I would have understood impact on my the physiological change of not having so much sugar and alcohol and mm. bloating really made an impact on my mental uh, abilities to handle things I'm still a psycho but a lot different than I was when i drank and i and I see that as part of what we do in golf you can if you change if you make sure that physiologically. You're well. Chances are you'll be able to psychologically handle the you know the ups and downs of the game. Bill,
2: I was talking with a client yesterday, and we we're talking about dealing with emotions that we're feeling, and then and and then when we're not feeling well in our body. And I was saying, well, when you're feeling these emotions, what often happens is we want to make those feelings go away. You know, say we're feeling some, some sadness or, or, or whatever's going on, so we can get on and, and be productive, you know, <laughs> in our society. It's so important that we're being productive. But I said, if you don't work through the emotion, you don't heal it. You have to feel it and be there with it. And he kind of got it in with me that, well, it's, but it's different when you're not feeling well in your body and says, hey, dude, I have a conviction it's all the same mind body it's all the same so you're taking care of yourself so yeah so when you take care of yourself in terms of hydration and nutrition you're taking care of your mind and body but when you also go into a game of golf with say an intention and your intention rather than today's the day i break 190 80 results yeah you can't you can't control that you can't control that but if i went in with the intention that i'm going to play with um you know my son today and it's about having the greatest time with my son that's something you can control and of course being humans you know we're going to hit some bad shots and so easy to go down a rabbit hole of looking for the solution or oh there goes today's round we come back to our intention that's something we control but i also think that it helps us feel lighter. We just can enjoy our experience in in a in a in an easier way and that leads to better golf and better experiences.
1: You know, a lot of, you know, golfers, you know, yeah, you know, I'm sure you and I've had this as a craving sometime in our lives, you know, the saying, Oh, I wish I were more consistent because you know, whatever the handicap you are, you always think people with lower handicaps or pros or professionals are consistent, and they're happier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we always think everyone's happier than we are. Um, but what we, what I, what I was, and I'm sorry, I was trying to find this. Doesn't matter. I remember what I said. One of the things that professionals and better players do is they focus on, you know, the things that are that are. Controllable, and they kind of let whatever else happen happen. Um, as you said, you know, if your if your intention for the day is better break eighty today, or I'm not going to be happy. Well, there's a lot of shitty days then. You yeah, know, good I, luck with that. And I've had, and I, I, you know, I'm guiltier. I say this by the way, not like I'm so, you know, from on high. I've had a lot of shitty days on the golf course, and I realize they were they were that way because my expectations were wrong or not wrong were misplaced
2: mm-hmm. but you can learn from those bad days I mean it's like a friend of mine says
1: I never learned anything on a good day you and can't but, but you I should say the caveat there if I may say that you can learn on those days if you're open to learning on those days
2: absolutely learning is that's that's the key to performance is learning my performance Fred Shoemaker um, you know, my performance today does not dictate my performance tomorrow. My performance tomorrow is dictated by my learning today. Because, you know, we you see it on tour all the time. A guy shoots a sixty-five. Next day, seventy-four. What happened? I don't know. Slept different. Had a had a argument with a girlfriend or wife or just it's a different day. So, but what do we learn from each day that we can actually take forward? You know, that magic feeling we had in our backswing, uh, that's gone the next day. That's it's gone there, in the yeah. back nine. Yeah. that stuff you can't draw from, but you can draw from things that you learned about yourself, your awareness, your, your patterns, those types of things.
1: It sounds hackneyed to say, you know, if you focus on the processes, I mean, this is beyond, you know, expecting to have a good time with your kid. If, hmm. if your game of golf is sort of centered around the process which is, I was getting to my point about consistency. I, I actually halfway through that, I forgot what I was talking about. But you know the when I'm sixty, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> focusing on process every day, uh, committing to something. And, you know, these are some things I've been ruminating on this coming season. Committing to a certain amount of stretching every day, a certain amount of warm up, a type of warm up to prepare for the day, and, and to focus on those things. Uh, back to what I was trying to say about people always imagine that better players are more consistent, but what I think better players are very good at doing, and and tour players are the best at doing, is. Understanding that 65s can be followed by 74s and 74s can be followed by 65s and you can miss the cut three weeks in a row and then win. And one thing about being an amateur, and I'm speaking for myself now, is I sometimes think every round of golf and every bad shot is a predicator of my life to come. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. It's like I hit a bad shot and part of me thinks, well, now all I do is hit bad shots. <laughs> so I and, <laughs> and I go I suck wow. <laughs> in stereo. That wasn't, even,
2: that wasn't even planned.
1: Yeah. That's what it is. And you can tell you're, you know, this better than most people. When you do something bad, you think, well, now I'm bad forever exactly exactly but here's the difference people
2: you see like we even were just mimicking it like we're like five-year-olds the difference between good players who can shoot certain scores and professionals yes it has a ton to do with technique but it comes with a certain degree of maturity and a discipline in the way they think and and so it's mindset so what a really good player can do is focus on process, doing you know all those things we talked about, making sure you get good sleepers as best, best you can, hydration, food, all that stuff. Process, you know, whatever routine if you want or or what you go through to create a shot, and then you, that shot's gone and it's freaking done. You can't control it from the time that that club hits the ball, you're done. You can't even you can't even really control your swing. You can manage it if you it stay tuned to your process and then it's like wherever it went okay well we'll go and deal with that but you because you can't control where it goes but if you control the process and your mindset that if i can just accept where it goes and, and and move from there then i give myself a chance to play better golf because if you're so caught up in the outcome you know, it goes in the fairway. I'm great. Goes in the rough. I suck. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Good effing luck and bringing yourself to playing to, to keep your level of focus, to keep your energy up, all that stuff.
1: And, and that's why, you know, I can't remember I was talking about this with recently a couple of days where, you, you know, that whole thing about how golf sucks you in. You know, you get to your, your play like crap all day. You get to the last hole. You hit a couple good shots. And like, oh, this golf is sucking me in again. But that's because you're at the mercy of enjoying it when it's going well and not when it's not. And having spent a lot of time, and I look back on my golfing life, I've spent a lot of time not enjoying myself because... Do, man. Absolutely. Because I wasn't playing to whatever level or expectation for that day. And something that occurred to me last summer I think we talked about it for sure I know you and I talked about it privately But the idea that I, I, I finally figured out that my, Some of my Unhappiness was coming from um, Not Hitting shots that I thought I should But taking everything I was doing personally and then I sort of thought, well, if I don't, if a shot is just a shot, as you said, then it doesn't have anything to do with me, really. It doesn't mean I'm a terrible person, you know. And when you say things to yourself like, "Oh shit, I should I should be able to hit a seven iron, one sixty four by now. you know, all that stuff yeah, exactly. we say to each <laughs> other. And by the way, the reason that I use that five year old voice is because that's what we feel like when those things happen. Absolutely. I, pra- I don't understand. I practiced for an hour, and I don't, and I stubbed a chip. Well, and so what? You know, so it was into the grain, or maybe you didn't you just didn't quite. So the difference between you hitting the ins, like you know, getting mad at the inside of your car or not, is because the the club head slightly hit the ground and and was a bit fat, and it was short to you know all that stuff.
2: Stupid so game. It is dumb <laughs> game, but uh, that's why it has uh, an iron grip on us. So cool that while you were talking, I was thinking about a certain book. Um, the four agreements,
1: which is so cool. It's um, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, Don think, Miguel Ruiz, which we've and, talked about. By the way, you and I. I know you're 80, but we've you forget that we've <laughs> spoken about it a thousand times.
2: I know. Well, it's because it's good stuff. And but the, so so you talked about it. Don't
1: take anything personally. Yeah, that's the second agreement. Fourth agreement. Always do your best. Be impeccable with your word don't exactly. take anything personally don't assume anything That's and right. always do your best and when you and we I committed first, those to memory well done But part of the reason is because when we first met um, I wanted to turn the four agreements F-O-U-R into That's the right. four agreements F-O-R-E because I find so much in that book that speaks to me as a person but as a golfer too you know how many guys do we know myself included, where you have a bad hole or two and you just give up. And you know in your heart that you gave up and you go home and you think, oh, I should have done better. But you know you gave up. And there's something satisfying about not giving up, about, you know, handing in a card and it says 87. And you know well, you know what? I did my very best on every shot. Just turned out to be shitty today. So what?
2: Yeah, and I love... I remember uh, a couple of years ago you had these... You were really proud of yourself and, and I loved it that you... You took as much time on a putt for nine yeah. as you did as a putt for two. Yep, and that was that's when it was like okay that you, you're you're returning that ship around because I remember at the time you were struggling with you know you were getting yourself into national champions championships like the Canadian mid am and this stuff and then. Uh, It just wasn't going well and getting caught in kind of that story really I should be putting better than this and then you started to just make this change in your mindset about and really I think it really does come back to always do your best so uh, that is a great mantra for any level of golfer
1: Tim uh, O'Connor and you can uh, have him coach you you can I have it's fun O'ConnorGolf.ca Uh, Years ago, a friend of both of ours, Paul Doolin, uh, started coaching me in 2014. Uh, It's when I first met him through uh, Sean Casey, another friend of show. And uh, a couple years after I met Paul, he said, you know, have you ever thought of meditating? And I hadn't quite, I hadn't gotten into the Sam Harris book yet. And and I was like, I don't know, what's meditation going to do? And, uh, but now as, because it's part of my everyday life, meditation is not about going into an altered state it's about learning to be more aware sort of minute by minute it's the practice of becoming intensely interested in the present moment and that's what golf affords us as a chance to almost as a meditation practice to see how present you can be it's easy to be present when you've just ripped one down the middle and you're happily walking toward the ball, and then the next second, it's in a bush. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not as easy to be present
2: to that experience. Or you, you've just nutted a driver and you walk down there and it's in a
1: divot that's pointing like 90 degrees away from your target. <laughs> right, it's right, pointing at a different hole. Because immediately <laughs> you come out of the present and you become a five-year-old again, and this is the work that you've done uh, so well, is you become... All of a sudden, you become this story of this bag of yourself that you've been dragging around, and all it took was the ball to be embedded in the that, face exactly. of a bunker. <laughs> yeah. Well, this
2: is the key thing that I talk to people about meditation. So a lot of men, or I guess some women too, meditation, it just strikes me as this weird thing, you know? And um, to me, it's, it's practical. It's so practical. Basically, it's like, what am I paying attention to? You know, when I'm driving down the highway, am I fumbling for my phone because I heard a text notification, or am I paying attention to the road? Well, I think it would serve you to pay attention to the road. In the same way, you know, to hit a drive, you know, into the woods and then to be tromping down the down the fairway, um, telling you how much you suck, and despite all the practice you've put in, you're still blocking it out and. Going through the Rolodex to swing thoughts, well, quite obviously, folks, that's not going to help you. Once you once you find your ball, you're still going to be in this agitated state. You're not going to be able to focus. But as you're walking down the fairway and go, oh, I'm doing that thing again where I'm beating the crap out of myself. Well, that doesn't serve me. Okay, I'll come back. I'll actually, listen to my partners, or I'll look around, and
1: I'll become present. That's a great point. As um. We all The funny thing about mindfulness Isn't that you're not going to have those thoughts Oh I suck and blah 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 All the thoughts It's having them Noticing them And then going Okay Well, I need to move on from that because, you know, one of the things I've been doing in my my practice recently is that is that and I I took the my daughter gave me the master class series for Christmas. And so I've been going, you know, January was all about cooking and this last couple of months. I've been sort of looking at some of the other people on it. One is John Cabot zinn who's a very famous. Oh, yeah. Mindfulness meditation man. He's I just love hearing him talk about this stuff. But one of these says, is, Listen, you're going to have these thoughts. The idea is to notice them and then then, then to, to have them. Just, but not to, not to judge them because it's one thing to say, Oh, shoot, there I go, hitting it left into the trees again. And what most of us then do is start judging that we suck, we didn't practice enough, and why am I playing this game? And maybe I should do something else, and I take all this time away from my family. It's to go, Oh, there I am hitting that thing in the trees again. Yeah well that's what i do sometimes and then to not judge it anymore and then to come back to well like the the best example i can think of recently and this is what again separates tour players from the average person is max homa misses a three and a half foot putt that he he completely gagged admittedly talking about doing it in front of his idol tiger woods then a hole later hits it what it looks like he's stymied by a tree. But, you know, one thing he didn't do that all of the rest of us mostly would do is just see that and go, ah, uh, uh! <laughs> you know? Like, you know, I could just imagine the average player walking up to that shot, you know, in, in real golf and be going, oh, fuck, this is ridiculous. Are you seeing this? But professionals are professional at not doing that. Exactly, yeah. And the
2: thing about what professionals are able to do they're able to witness what's going on in their minds and go like, it, like, it all happens to all of them. The, the 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 story I've told a few times about Jason Day, he comes to the 18th tee, he's about to win a major. What's the thought that comes to his head? Don't blow this thing <laughs> off the world. Yeah, this is this is like the number one player in the world at the time, or you know, about to win his first major, and that's the thought he has. Then he goes, whoa, what am I going to do? Then he goes to his own process. So it's from that position of awareness that then we oh, I'm caught in those thoughts or I'm feeling this in my body and then being able to adjust. The the, the quick note I want to make about meditation that a lot of people misunderstand, it's not about making your mind go blank. It's not about not having thoughts. It's, it's where do I want to pay attention? Where do I want my mind to be? So when we're, say, focused on breath meditation or what they call vipassana meditation if my intention is to be on my breath and i catch myself thinking emails calls i gotta make whatever and I go oh i'm thinking come back to come back to breath that's the simple
1: act of awareness right there and it and, works and that's in also all just, parts of your game but that is in itself you know meditation it's not like you're gonna as i say you're not going into some altered state where your eyes are rolling back in your head you know i I'm in my studio. Sometimes I'll do it you know, after the show I'll sit here and for fifteen minutes, either guided, lightly guided, or not guided at all. Just do that. And I, I'm all I mainly anchor some people do it with their bodies, but I always anchor with my breath. And and John Cabot Zinn said, you know, is that belly breath? Is that chest breath? Is it the breath that, breath in your nostril? And he said that too. You're gonna have a hundred thoughts. The the craving, wandering mind or whatever, but it's every time that you can you have a thought and this is a golf thing. you start going down that rabbit hole of self-hatred and all these other things to sort of catch yourself. you know and and again like a professional like to play professionally with a 20 handicap, but you can have a professional attitude. You can try as hard on the triple bogey putt as you would if it was for birdie. It just is a it just serves you better. Um, I know you've got to go. Uh, let's thank uh, any final thoughts here. I know we didn't really talk Tiger. I don't think Tiger's playing anytime soon. No, what, uh, but
2: apparently he's. You know, I, there's there's been no word on how he's doing, which I think is good. That means that I think that he's coming along okay. No news is relatively good news. I just wanted to say I I love the fact that most what I mostly read on social media was not. Sniping or accusations. Oh, he must have been carousing or something. No, it was, it was wishes of uh, for his recovery and consideration for his family. I thought that was just uh, quite lovely to see, and um, so
1: that was that was really good to see. Agreed. Uh, O'ConnorGolf.ca. Uh, Tim uh, posts some stuff on that, and uh, you can get a hold of the Humble and Fred Radio.com. Is well, there's that. You can also go to Humble and Fred.com. Uh, Listeners of both of our shows uh, know that Freddie and I recently uh, left Bell Media and uh, took our show off all the other radio stations. Uh, Hang in for one quick second. I'll update you on uh, the radio uh, world that we're uh, trying to get back into. Uh, O'Connor, thank you, sir. See you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you, too. Thanks to uh, Jamie Dees, the product line manager, TaylorMade Canada. Thanks to everyone at TaylorMade. And uh, we'll see you uh, soon. And thank you.